Welcome to the I Feel You podcast, a show all about mental health, race, love, and all things life. One conversation at a time with human therapists, Adriana Martinez, Lena Nicodemus, and dope guests from different places and spaces. This is not a substitute for counseling with a licensed professional, just the coolest waiting room you've ever been to. All right, welcome back to the I Feel You podcast. My name is Adriana. I'm Lena. And we're here back in the waiting room. We don't use that term as much anymore. Oh, yeah, we're in the waiting room. We're in the waiting room um, and with our dogs, which are now best friends. I've I've decided they're best friends. Mm-hmm. Either that or they're just quarantine friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I always wonder, are we going to still, like, be friends after bro, this? Bro, we better. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, now that quarantine's over. That was a fun bye. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> fun yeah but um how are you doing i'm pretty good um vaccinated so that's exciting yeah 100 percent. yeah yes that's cool congrats yes thank you one down two million people to go a lot more than that yeah, yeah. Really. a lot of people ringo, ringo ringo come on ringo's uh kick you out of the studio yeah we don't want i need that. to set a boundary with you oh wow what a teaser. <laughs> well, we'll, yeah, we'll talk more about that because we have three episodes about boundaries, um, which yeah. isn't a surprise because we actually posted this time beforehand to get some engagement from people, which surprisingly and I don't know, I don't want to say surprisingly, like, oh, my gosh, people actually listen. Yeah, um, people had a lot of questions about boundaries. Yeah, they're kind of all over the place. But I think um, hopefully we could... I think a lot of the questions overlap to one theme. They come back to similar themes um, because it's very specific, the questions we got. But um, anyways, back to you being alive and uh, living through this pandemic. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I I feel pretty happy about it. Yeah. Mine is uh, a week from today. I'm going to be leaving the studio after we record, just like Mm. last time. Nice. To go get vaccinated. Yay. Yeah, so that's exciting for sure. Can I just say I've been pretty tired this week? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not uh, not getting enough sleep. Hmm. And I feel like hungover every day when I didn't even drink. Are you going <laughs> to bed late? No, I think um, I think just super tired. What? It's all good. Um, Sorry, my I think I'm just really tired. I'm overdoing my, like, I think I'm just doing too much. I've been exercising a lot, which is really healthy and good for me. But I realize, like, I'm overdoing the productivity thing. Oh, yeah. So I think I'm just exhausted and need, it means I need more sleep than I usually do. And I'm not getting more. I'm doing more, but not sleeping more. So you're, like, wired tired. Mm-hmm. I hate that. So I know. Much. It sucks. But um, yeah, um, today we're going to be talking about boundaries. Mm-hmm. And we literally just spent, I don't know, what was it, like an hour and a half mm-hmm. hashing out our, is Iris okay? Yeah, she's fine. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if she was like. She just has like, I don't know if that's her like trying to sneeze. Oh, I feel like something's stuck in her throat. She's fine. Okay. Well, you would know. You you would stop the podcast if she was on the verge of death, right? So, like, look at her. Like, she... <laughs> I feel like dogs are not. 
<laughs> they don't express their pain well. So like you may think they're not in pain and but then like, they're like look at her. Like she's like a stray dog from Stockton. <laughs> like this dog is built to survive, to survive anything. anything. Like yeah. I also feel like she's having an outer body experience right now. She's dissociating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like she sees something. Iris, that... do we need to do some grounding? Either oh. that or she's falling asleep and she's on her floor. Anyways. She might be having like an absentee seizure. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to defer to you if, if you feel like we need to check on her. Um, this dog has survived some, some stuff. OK, well, good. Resilient dogs are always good right, Iris. Have. You want my croissant dog over here is just like <sighs> almost drop my croissant. <laughs> I like I I'm at the age where now I quote vines and TikToks. Mm. Like when I was playing Loteria the other night, and I kept every time I called Escalera, I'd be like Escalera. Oh. And did the person know what you were talking no, about? Oh, no. that's the worst. He was like he was like call the. He was like, call the card. Well, okay. I was like, do you say like a little thing for each yes. card? No. Well, but he was like, no, my family just calls them out rapid fire. So then if you aren't paying attention, you miss one. Oh, I think it depends on alcohol levels uh, and family members that are there. There's always that one uncle that does call them out in like different voices or has like a comment. Oh, I want to hear something. That uncle. Yeah. Um, he and was then, just like. Escalera, la maceta, la sirena, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, mi I missed a couple because I, you know. Because the experience like of Loteria is also to be part of that, like, you know, whatever that is. When people call it out and they're just saying, like, different names, like, Escalera, la dama. Escalera. Yeah. So uh, we, we bet on Oh, el caso. And people are like, que me haces? You know, uh, like, it's like you add these little things to yeah. the. Anyways, it's super fun when you have different dynamics in I mean, for you, you were doing it just with a, one other person. So yeah. they were just probably like, just, I just, and wanna... we were gambling. So he was like, oh, yeah, there's gambling involved all the oh. time. I don't know any loteria playing that doesn't involve gambling or mm -hmm. beans, pinto beans to be I more specific. I didn't have pinto beans. So we use navy beans. <sighs> what white. kind of beans? Navy beans. I like, don't even know like what white. kind of, I don't know. Oh, they're white. <laughs> you used white beans? Oh my god! I was playing. Loteria. You're like I'm really trying to take over this game. Yeah, Columbus did. You Columbus like, it with your. Do white I play beans. Lotteria? Oh my gosh! Or lo, lo, how else could lo, Loteria? Loteria, <laughs> Lotteria, Lottery. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to play Lottery? It's like Mexican bingo. Like the card on the, the front said Mexican bingo. It did. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! He okay. got in Fruitvale though, so that's interesting. I have like that. Well, you we played on on New Year's. Yeah. Um, the big cards, which I haven't been able to find the little ones. The little ones are the ones I like. They feel more classic and uh, like. But I always find the big. Those were little ones, but they were like misprint. Like there was like a typo on like uh, el violoncello. Violoncello. Mm. Violoncello. Mm -hmm. There was an O missing, so it said. Oh, so it was like the. <laughs> It was a knockoff? Look at it. Like, it was like a dollar at like a pulga, I okay. think. So okay. I don't think it was like, <laughs> you know, some like top of the line <laughs> loteria cards or anything. That's awesome. But um, anyway, this is a podcast about loteria. 
I know. Well, now people are going to look it up, and that's cool. It's fun. It's really it's a fun. fun game. It's like bingo, but like fun. It's not like D four. It's like <laughs> El Borracho. It's like codes and stuff. Yeah. D four. That the <laughs> the there's a there's a card in there though that's a little uncomfortable to call out. Which one? You know which one I'm talking about. Hold on, let me see. Let me go the in one through card my... that's inappropriate, or it's like a little racist. Oh yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. But I do like El Borracho. That means the drunk. Yeah. And it's just like a dude holding a beer bottle. I saw people on TikTok for Halloween last year that they dress up like different Loteria cards. That's... Like they like built like a big card thing and then they were like dressed up as the person. Oh, that's super fun. We should do that. We should tomorrow. Get like <laughs> how many people are in, how many cards are in that deck? Just one of each. That'd be a lot of people. I'm getting a little funny if about somebody it. was like La Maceta. <laughs> it's like I'm a flower pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you being for Halloween? A flower pot. See, watch me grow. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, I'm took us Anyways, on tangents. We we digress. told me that my tangents are fun. So yeah, um, they are fun. But I'm gonna set a, I'm gonna set a boundary though, because <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to keep it going. But. So Adriana, what's a boundary? Like, what are my boundaries or what is a boundary? What is a boundary, period? Well, let me read it because I didn't make this up. Um, I wish I had and I probably would not be working where I'm at. Um, all right. So I'm going to read it out, like just as a way for us to start the conversation. It's coming from a book that I actually own, but I have not read fully um, called Where I End and Where You End and I Begin by Anne Catherine. Boundaries. So I think a working definition for the conversation right now is boundaries or guidelines, rules or limits that a person creates to identify for themselves what are reasonable, safe and permissible ways for other people to behave around them and how they will respond when someone steps outside those limits. Hmm. I think that's a good one. Hmm. Does that feel clear? Yeah. 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 And I think you had a pretty good like two word response to it like it's based on needs yeah on what our needs are yeah yeah and that's like when we had talked about like you know what boundaries are and what they're not you know boundaries are about you know your own your needs right right um not necessarily about exclusively the other person's behavior right because also everybody has different boundaries with stuff right yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh that's clear. It's it's a it's a good um it's a good thing to bring up that boundaries are based on what we define them for our, how we define them for ourselves and what we need. Cuz I think what it's not is like you said based on what other people uh do. Like in some ways yeah, it's based on what they do, but it's not because we want them to change that behavior necessarily if that's not what they value. Mm -hmm. But at least you like the definition. I don't know if this is the one that I there's another definition of like it's a line of like where I. Yeah, it's where I end and you begin. There's a very clear distinction on like what's yours and what's mine and how we kind of navigate those. Um, but I think sometimes with boundaries and I know I've used them in that way is to control what someone does. Mm -hmm. Right. And essentially meaning like wanting to change them mm -hmm. as like people. Mm -hmm. And that's not always, I guess it's not always fair, right, to mm -hmm. the other person, nor is it genuine. Um, mm -hmm. But I think we do do that. I have done that. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know how if it's you've had. I'm sure. I'm like I'm sure because we're so human. But like, I know what you're talking about. You know what Just I'm talking kidding. about. <laughs> Did you say I don't know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. I definitely um, have because like, I think when you're doing that, it's a way of avoiding dealing with your own stuff and so you're trying to change how another person is acting right so like in the example of like you know if I get anxious when people don't text me back right away um Mm. you know I can't expect everybody to text back right away all the time right I might set a boundary like if I have a friend who texts back like you know a week later and expects me to be available in that moment, then I might, you know, set a boundary there. But for the most part, I also need to work on my own anxiety about other people not responding. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that that could lead to setting too many boundaries, uh, right? When you don't look at what is coming up for you or in this case, like, you know, not speaking to you, but like you as in people. Um, yeah, and I think that would lead to too many boundaries that are actually not reasonable mm-hmm. or based on uh, not doing our own work. Mm-hmm. And then we'll end up alone because then we just want others to accommodate. When uh-huh. <laughs> I had this like blank space, alone. Alone. Forever. Alone. Don't don't get me started with music. Um, but... Yeah, I think it, I think it's being clear on what you need, but differentiating that from the work that maybe would be helpful in order to um, not set too many boundaries. I think you can go crazy on boundaries like, oh, well, my boundary is if you don't respond me with to me within five minutes, then we're not friends anymore. Like, yeah. is that reasonable? And if it is, you're going to end up alone. If it feels like it's reasonable, you will end up alone. You yeah. will end up alone. Sorry. <laughs> it's funny because we've been reading this book called How to Not Die Alone. Yes. It's like one of the hot new books out there. Yeah. And so. I like how sarcastic you were, but you're also still going to continue reading it. I know. It's kind of annoying me, though. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I want to be alone. Don't tell me what's wrong with me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, also, yeah, like setting ultimatums like that do not always, I think we talked about that with the episode with Dave of the like, go to therapy or we're breaking up ultimatum. Yeah. You know, I think like when I reflected back on that, I was like, I was so triggered in that moment, which is funny because I've like never I've never had somebody tell me to go to therapy or told anybody else to go to therapy. I don't know why I was just like, oh, here we go. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you ever, But like, I think that um, it's just something about that where it's just like, I. It's controlling. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe the trigger is, I'm not saying that's what it is, but it's controlling to have to have ultimatums is very controlling right there's a difference between saying you know go to therapy or we're breaking up or like i noticed that we're having difficulties communicating and these things that you do xyz are difficult for me to navigate i wonder how we can yeah way different work with this right in this case more is better <laughs> yes more is better sometimes yeah, yeah. yeah. right because it's also like sometimes when you're setting a boundary a lot of the time when you're setting a boundary, probably most of the time when you're setting a boundary, you also have to take accountability for your own behavior. Yes. Right? 
So like, you know, I know we'll talk a lot in the future about like what to do when people don't follow boundaries, right? Yeah. You know, but sometimes if we don't set boundaries early on, we have to take responsibility for the fact that people do things repeatedly that upsets us, right? Right, right. Because then it's, it's not all them anymore. It's also you're participating in it and you continue to participate. Um, so... Yeah, I think um, I think it's also important and maybe a way to also um, think about it in a more like loving way is that when we're setting boundaries, we're not judging other people as good or bad. Mm-hmm. We're just more so looking at ourselves and what what we need, like you said, what we need and how we want to exist and want others to kind of exist around us and that's that's fair i mean in some ways right again depending on how reasonable that is is based on you but then it also will have consequences uh Mm -hmm. that maybe are unintended right Mm -hmm. like i know sometimes people are just like well this are my boundaries this is how i am and this you must you know accept take me for who like what i am and like this is just i know we talked about that Mm -hmm. but that's really frustrating like that's not one that's not loving towards the person that you want to be in relationship with or friendship with or whatever that is. And two, it's very like coming from a place of like not having awareness that we all have areas of growth. Right. And that's to me is frustrating. I don't think we'll ever, we'll, I don't think we'll ever. (laughs) We'll never ever. You know why? You know why it came out? It's because I've been talking in Ringo's voice a lot this week. Is that how he sounds? <laughs> he talks like that. Bingo. You're never ever. <laughs> never ever. I say sissy. I'm like, hey, mama, I, I love you. Like, I say all that for, for oh. Ringo. <laughs> Anyways, that like literally came out right now. Um, What was I saying with ever? I don't know. Dang. Coming back, coming back, coming back to Earth. Dang. Too bad. Too too. Well, I, I don't forgot. Jump in. Yeah, it's gone. We'll just. It's goodbye. totally gone. Yeah, we're just gonna have it's to like, accept we're gonna that. Let it go. We're gonna accept. <laughs> we're gonna accept the things that we have no control over. Anymore. Yep. Yep. Um. But you know, the other thing I was thinking about that we were talking about is that like boundaries, you know, when they're not done in a way that's judging or controlling, right? They can be like a really loving thing, right? This is something I talk to, you know, my clients about who are struggling with boundaries is like, look, a boundary is saying, you know, I care about you and for me to better exist in this relationship in a healthy way, I need this to happen or Mm -hmm. not to happen right Mm -hmm. you know that's that's really loving because I think a lot of times and you know I know this is like one of the the questions we got is like when people don't set boundaries and they just like disappear right yeah you know which sometimes people have to do that for their own mental health but I think in this instance it was more that person didn't know how to communicate that boundary and so they just like they yeeted you know Mm -hmm. and they just disappeared and like that's that's not a really compassionate thing to do for yourself or the other person right right? because sometimes when you're setting a boundary you're also giving the other person an opportunity to respond 
right? In a way that you might learn something about yourself, right? Like, I'm, I mean, I had a conversation with a friend a few weeks ago where I was open to receiving her boundary. You know, I initially got kind of defensive, but I didn't, I like waited to have a conversation with her until I was like not defensive. And then I was actually, I like really learned a lot about myself and my communication style from that. Right. So I'm really grateful that she set that boundary. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, not just because I love you or anything, but I think that's like, she's very lucky that, that you were able to receive or receive her communication, even if initially it didn't come off, it wasn't super comfortable for you, but that you were able to respond to her. Cause that to me, also, that probably, that's also a message to that person, to your friend that you care about the relationship mm -hmm. and that you have the maturity to look, you know, to have awareness and to respond to her need, mm -hmm. which is big. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's that hump though, like get over that discomfort. Like you, it, it can get better, but I think people don't want to go over that and they just want to flee. Right. Or, yeah. um, or get defensive, get, get defensive or deny that something's happening that it, you know, and I think that's another thing that's really frustrating. If, two people are on different levels of self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and also abilities to communicate. There's so many things that go into play when setting a boundary and things that I think people uh, need to have mm -hmm. um, in order to be able to communicate boundaries. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about the whole fleeing thing. I've had multiple situations myself where I was the fleer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was talking to actually my best friend last night and just thinking about like I and we talked about it, I was like, I feel terrible that I did that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know that I had said that to her before, but I was like, I actually feel really bad that I responded that way. And I mm -hmm. it sucks because we missed years because and maybe not 100 percent my fault takes two. But I want to own my part to that that maybe could have helped. Right. Because mm -hmm. then she she had an interpretation of what my fleeing was just never got communicated and we just never addressed it mm -hmm. until one of us years later came back and was like, hey, buddy, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, can we talk and mm -hmm. let me kind of sit in this discomfort and hear you? Um, so I think it is really it is really hard when you're when you are the person or when there is a tendency to flee and, uh, you know, it takes it takes some work on the self to decide like why mm -hmm. you know so I did my work and I was like oh I fucking get it I get why I did that but also it wasn't okay um so that's frustrating because you have one person that could be really willing to engage and maybe has done a lot of self-work and the other person like what are you talking about like very passive aggressive uh or just doesn't want to acknowledge that and that's mm -hmm. really frustrating especially if you really value that relationship and you want to save it but the other person for their own reasons doesn't have the capacity to engage yeah yeah and that's the that's like the hard thing is that it takes a lot of um just like mindful self-compassion and compassion for the other person and ability to sit in that discomfort right mm -hmm. You know, like when my friend was saying things to me that like initially I was like, you know, sort of like writing it off in my brain like, oh, well, you know, you're bringing up stuff from like months ago. Right. That's your fault for not saying it then or oh, whatever right. it is. Right? Turning it back. 
Right. I mean, I wasn't saying that out loud, but that was like my immediate like gut reaction was to like get defensive. Right. And regardless of, you know, how this person was bringing it up to me, like, you know, my I wanted my first response to be because I've I've, you know, I mean, full disclosure, self-disclosure here, like I've ended friendships over stuff like that. You know, like mm-hmm. I've been like, well, yeah, you know, just whatever. Right. Um, and as I've gotten older and really, you know, just started to work on my own self and how I show up in relationships and learn the value of relationships and communication, all that stuff. You know, I want my first response to be an acknowledgement of how the other person is feeling and showing up in that relationship rather than defensiveness. Mm -hmm. So while I'm still, you know, it's still popping up as that voice in my head, I had to like really, you know, check my interpretations and really see, okay, that's my immediate like first judgment, right? Is that really what's happening here, right? Or is that just how I'm, how I'm feeling? And, and I could later communicate it as, you know, a boundary of saying, hey, in the future, like, when something happens, it, it would really help me for it to be addressed in the moment rather than to be something that I have to worry about, like coming up later. Right. right. That you've been holding on to this whole time. But that's that's a whole nother thing. That's that's the tough thing about setting boundaries is a lot of times we can have a lot of fear from our own experience, our own like childhood uh, modeling of boundaries or lack thereof that, you know, sometimes it, it feels easier and more comfortable not to communicate something and to just hold on to it yeah and when you hold on to it what are you holding on to mm-hmm. like what ends up living in you is which right. is like the resentment or anger frustration all those kind of feelings that are hard to work through um and uh yeah i think um i think in terms of what you're saying it's important. I really like what you said about self-compassion because even as I'm talking to you now saying how terrible I feel about not having had the opportunity with my friend to have responded differently when we were kind of not, we were in conflict or there was something going on, uh, which was kind of like a buildup, you know, it actually reminds me a lot. It was definitely like a last straw kind of situation where I kept fucking up, but I didn't know I was fucking up until like something happened. And then it was like, and I was Mm -hmm. like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know you feel like this, right? And then I was like, fuck that. I'm out. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say, I didn't even say, I didn't even have the guts to say that, right? Because yeah. it was, it would be that I would have to confront and be in conflict or um, have a conversation about it that I didn't know where it would lead to. So I, I kind of, we just kind of faded out. And, you know, I think what you said about self-compassion is so important because it also takes away the self-hate if you, like, around not doing things right or uh regret about like oh this is my fault or you know kind of like taking back and being like well of course you had that response that felt maybe defensive like this was coming from like a younger part of you or like you know there's there's something there to it and just to have more of a loving self-loving approach to it so that then you can show up for the other person too Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so i really like that actually i really took that in right now Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's really like a learning experience. Like it's never something that we all master a hundred percent of the time. Right. Like, you know, we might 
have a really easy time setting boundaries in certain areas of our life and have a harder time in others. Like for me with like work, it's, it's sort of interesting. Uh, I find that actually in like workplace settings, I'm like the boundary queen, right? Mm. I have no problem setting boundaries with work, right? Like I remember when I started at uh, a, a new job and I noticed that like the the boss would call at like 8 p.m. on a Friday night or something or like I would get text messages on the weekend and stuff. And like my immediate boundary was like, call me after five on Friday all you want. I'm not answering. And so mm-hmm. eventually they stopped because I, I just even before I had to say a verbal boundary, I that a behavior boundary, I didn't respond, right? Right. But then, you know, I'd have coworkers saying like, oh, you know, so-and-so is calling. I said, stop answering then, <laughs> right? Right. You know, but I have a harder time with boundaries with friendships. Mm. So, you know, like we all have our areas where it might be easier or not. Yeah, no, that's true. Kind of speaking to all the areas of our lives. I mean, we could, we could literally journal about every boundary we set every day like we do it every day behaviorally Mm -hmm. or verbally i think it's just something that comes with our person um but yeah so you got you got work boundaries you have friendships family which is super complicated Mm -hmm. or can be super complicated maybe i'm speaking more to personal experience and also i feel like it comes up a, a lot um like in working with clients that are trying to set better boundaries with family and working with a lot of Latinx people, uh, it's a whole other, um, it's a, a different conversation because there are cultural considerations of being uh, being in a family that where culturally it is more acceptable and not just acceptable, but expected to be more of a collective mm-hmm. um, and work as a collective uh, versus you're an individual that's allowed to have th- these like rules for yourself. It's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. don't set that. Right. But it's right. not a, it's not a bad thing. It's just a way that gets passed down generationally of how families um, in certain cultures uh, function or expected to function or what's acceptable ways of interacting and living in in those spaces Mm -hmm. so that's usually because i work with a lot of latinx folks who are either first gen or raised in the u.s have now you know and i I don't know that that's just my that's my data but you know i'm not saying that that's the only reason why all of a sudden boundaries are more important Mm -hmm. um that's just my experience in terms of clients and personal experience too there is a conflict. There's a conflict there. And also being the first one, if you are the first one in the family, uh, to decide that now you have, there's a clear delineation of where you start and they uh, begin mm-hmm. or where you, whatever the, where you begin and they start, or whatever mm-hmm. that thing is, whatever the title of that book is. Wherever you um, end and they end. Yeah. <laughs> whatever they end and you start, then you start again and end and start. Um very choppy boundaries mm-hmm. there. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I think that's something to consider, too. So just just thinking about boundaries from a cultural uh, framework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it it's not just a, a clear, you know, sort of this is how boundaries are for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, there's definitely cultural dynamics. You know, there's also differences like in if you get into a relationship with someone and how their family and their culture view boundaries versus your own right right you know like 
um i remember uh it's not wasn't like a relationship but a friend of mine was saying like you know um like is there latinx as well and they were like yeah my family just they don't really understand you know since i've moved to the u.s and i'm maybe you know i've assimilated a little bit how my boundaries are a little bit different now right and they're having to work around Mm -hmm. like you know setting boundaries in a way that's not feeling sort of exclusionary to their family right yeah right I think it goes back to the boundary is based on what your need is but also not and also it's it's not saying that that person whoever you're setting the boundary with is bad or that they're doing anything bad it's just based on your personal need but that person could receive it that way so then it's like what is really happening mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like i don't understand why you're setting boundaries i also think there's this thing i don't know how to explain it because i haven't fully uh thought this through but i'm just gonna put it out there i think that sometimes when someone shows up and this is not just cultural but like when someone has boundaries and you don't and you really want to have boundaries and they'd have it mm. that's frustrating too right i mean it's been frustrating for me because i'm like dang they have good boundaries <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah and i'm like you know i have to look back because i'm like they get to say no and mm. it was okay yeah but why am i struggling to set that right so i think there's also some projection and frustration when let's just say a parent who you know wants to have boundaries or whatever i'll i'll put myself there and then like, sometimes when emma sets a boundary i'm like dang she set a boundary like and I want to push it. Right. Because I'm like, you don't get to set boundaries that I can't set for myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we don't do you, those kind of boundaries. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I mean, that's, I never say that to her. But right. in my I mean, I'm laughing because that's kind of how if I'm really looking at what my inner dialogue is, it's like, dang, she good. Where'd she learned that. Yeah, where <laughs> she learned that, you know, it's like do as I do as I do, not as I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is not the right, uh, the right way to go. But um, yeah. So, anyways, I just want to put it out there too that sometimes, uh, for me personally, it's been it's been a challenge sometimes when I see people and it's good modeling. I mean, it's something that like I appreciate, like you saying work boundaries and kind of like you know uh, setting setting what your guidelines are around being communicated with and all of that. It's super healthy. It's super important. And I'm realizing that as I'm saying that, I've definitely broken that a lot and then been really mad that I got called at 10 mm. p.m. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's so frustrating. But I'm not going to change. I'm mm. just going to keep being mad at myself. Um, so anyways, I think it's good to model it. Yeah. And there, yeah, there's going to be situations, too, where maybe we don't we just don't have the same boundaries and it's it's okay like i'm i might not have as strong oh no i really like your boundaries and it's not okay that i don't have those for me for me for me i like it maybe in other areas though like there are certain things where i might not have as strong a boundaries about different things than than others like i think that's an interesting conversation like when i talk with different people in the queer community you know especially people who are more like uh, non-binary or gender variant like where you know the pronoun thing is different you know I have some friends who are very serious about their pronouns and others who are like I really could care less like Mm. call me whatever you want and like 
you know, that's a thing where it's like, that's that person's own thing, right? Like, I don't have to mm. have stronger boundaries with that. It doesn't mean anything about me that I do or don't have those boundaries, right? Yeah. You know, and I might not agree with somebody else's boundaries around that or, or like necessarily like, yeah, feel as strongly, you know, and I can, I can, you know, respect their boundaries while, you know, just, yeah, having my own feelings about it. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely talk more about that towards the end. We don't have to dive in, but I think that goes with like kind of acceptance of like what people decide are their boundaries and how we just come back to ourselves and decide how we live within that. Mm -hmm. And if we can, and if it's not, then does that mean, you know, talk kind of speaking to what happens when, our boundaries don't align with other people's behaviors or their capacity to compromise a little bit mm -hmm. um, in order to stay in that kind of friendship or relationship or family relationship, whatever that is. Um, but I think that's something that we can talk about as we think about what happens after setting a boundary, what have to, after we're clear about what we want and need, and it's still not necessarily the outcome we, it doesn't turn into the outcome mm -hmm. that we want or that we mm -hmm. wish for. Yeah. Yeah, so one thing that, you know, I have been learning in DBT, and it's something I talk with my therapist about a lot, is, you know, clarifying for yourself what your priority is in setting that boundary. So, like, in the in the DBT approach, right, there's um, three different priorities in interpersonal interactions. So, objective effectiveness, so, like, getting an objective or a goal met, right? Um, so, like, in the example of, like, you know, having my boss not call me at 8 p.m. on Friday, that would be an objective that my priority in that interaction would be the objective of not getting that call. Then there's relationship effectiveness. So prioritizing like basically how the other person feels about you and like how, you know, your relationships impacted by that boundary. And then the third one is self-respect. So how I feel about myself, you mm -hmm. know, um, how like I feel like I'm, you know, getting my own personal needs met right and yeah. so going into any in interaction where a boundary needs to be set you know it's been really helpful for me to look at like what's my priority here and like there might be situations where I say well I would like for all three to be present but you know going into it keeping in mind that you know when push comes to shove it, it might not be possible for me to you know achieve all three so what's my priority? Like in the example of, you know, my boss calling me in the evening, like I in that situation was prioritizing that objective over the relationship because right. I was like, I I don't care if he doesn't like it. I don't want to work at a job where I'm getting called at all hours of day. Right. 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 That makes so much sense. I like that you you just introduced that to me today. And I thought that was really a good way of un like um organizing it right in a way that made sense because like you said it could mean that if this was someone that is a friend and not a work you know uh relationship it maybe would shift if your priority is the relationship over the um objective right um so i know i'm gonna grab some water too especially with my invisalign it's just you gotta just stay hydrated you i'm gonna up i'm gonna more copy saliva. you and drink some water um nice. no because i've been feeling a little like parched and I've been holding back as I'm like parched. talking talk 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 always talk 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 yeah. um but yeah like I guess oh sorry I'm like over here um I guess I'm thinking also about if people are listening and they're like yeah all sounds great but why or 
like that frustration of like, cool, it's good. And and like what you're saying is good. But in practice, why do you think people are challenged? Like what are some things that people can um, listen to to help spark some self-reflection on what what makes boundaries challenging? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think just in what I was just talking about, I think our priorities aren't really clear. Right. I think we're not really sure going into a situation like what we're really like trying to have happen in that situation right so not really being clear on like what our needs are also and not really clear on like what are the most important needs yeah i think coming back to identity having a strong sense of identity which i think is you know forever like a process of Mm -hmm. always trying to figure out what who who we are what matters to us like again getting clear on our priorities and our needs and that can open up so much I mean there's so much freedom in that where Mm -hmm. then it makes boundaries actually easier than you know challenging um but yeah I think it is tied to a sense of self like sense of self a huge part of it is a sense of self right um especially if they're I'm just thinking about like attachment stuff that comes up for people or like people pleasing codependency all that stuff then you're really tied to other people right and so if you prioritize that over your own needs you'll break your boundaries if that's what they are asking for if not even asking for it but if they break them then you kind of rationalize it because then it could mean maybe the catastrophizing happens right where you're like well if if I don't you know, put them before me, then I'll lose them. Or mm-hmm. if I don't put them before me, I'm not a good friend. If mm-hmm. I don't put them before me, I'm not a good daughter. Or whatever the narrative is, like what narrative is coming up that that actually reinforces um, this practice of like, it's okay when people, it's not okay, but this idea that it's, I'm going to keep letting people break it as long as they don't leave. Or as mm. long as I can keep the narrative that that means I'm a good friend if I'm serving them before myself. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like, you know, I think also remembering that sometimes if we're not setting those boundaries, it's going to cause a disruption in the in the relationship. Because sometimes mm. even if it's not necessarily something that, you know, you end up feeling bad about later, the other person might you know even if it's wasn't initially their boundary right mm-hmm. relationships are hard yeah relationships mm-hmm. are really hard it mm-hmm. does take a lot of work and a lot of emotional labor that should be shared mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean i think uh one of the things we did different with this episode is that we actually put out some questions uh to people or not questions we put out like an opportunity for people to ask questions so that we could kind of one connect more with you know our listeners that that want to have uh, us talk about some of their own challenges and kind of speak to them a little bit not that we're experts at all because we're just we're just messy humans Mm -hmm. um so um yeah I guess the other piece in terms of what makes it challenging too is reflecting on like I don't know maybe you think about this now how were boundaries modeled in your family uh how were they not modeled and just thinking about that because a lot of what we learn and how we show up in the world has to do with what was modeled either we follow the model or we go in the 100 percent another direction because mm-hmm. we're you know whatever that is but i think it's good to reflect on how one not uh 
feeling so responsible in some ways and there's some freedom there to be like again coming back to some self-compassion that hey like I show up this way because actually like I never really learned how to do this well right and I didn't learn how to do this healthily so again coming not to blame our family or anything like that because everyone I think it gets passed on and if we have to go back we'd have to go back generations and generations of why we our family kind of show up shows up the way they are our friends or whatnot but I think yeah, modeling is so important in our young years. And so I don't know if that takes away some of the the shame of not being able to get it right or why we don't have good boundaries mm, or yeah. healthy boundaries, I should say. Yeah, that's a huge one. That's a huge one, you know, and like in our, a lot of times like our, our parents didn't have it modeled to them or just also like, you know, the communication in like society at large around that stuff has changed and you know younger generations have more access to like social media where they can learn from people who Mm -hmm. are outside of like their culture or their you know uh, community and so they're getting exposed to ideas like boundaries that maybe they wouldn't have before so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean it's definitely something that I think shifts from generation to generation as well yeah guess what would help what therapy 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 go to it 1-800 therapy go to a therapist (laughs) yeah yeah no i was just talking to a friend and she was like i just really want him to go to therapy like it would probably only take a couple of sessions of someone asking some questions that would just kind of like help with insight like a little mm-hmm. bit of connect like mm-hmm. hmm mm-hmm. tell me how boundaries were modeled in your family and then you have the silence of like Ugh. oh oh right i now. see what you're doing yeah oh my god <laughs> oh did i just trigger <laughs> trigger trigger yeah i'm really bad at sounds i mean clearly my <laughs> there that's it i'm like I'm like a a cat that's like on a on a stripping pole. <laughs> a stripping pole <laughs> or stripper pole. One eight hundred. Go to therapy. <laughs> Learn about stripping poles, sex which work. is stripper strip strip. <laughs> you got to keep a stripper stripper. You're the one with the Invisalign. I'm the one having some articulation issues over here. Who said anything that I have a problem with the articulation? <laughs> um, but okay, sorry, I sidetracked this. Okay, okay. If boundaries were a clothing accessory, what would they be and why? Okay, let's see. Hmm. And this comes from a listener, right? Mm-hmm. This question came from it's a someone. Great question. It's a really good question because I can't. I it's a good one. question when I can't answer it. <laughs> I have an answer for me. You do? For me. Okay. It'll give me some time to think. I think do I it. would say boundaries are like a jacket. Because so I'm, I'm listening. No, I'm, I'm. my head goes down because I'm, I'm processing. This is Let how I pray. listen. <laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> Uh, boundaries are like a jacket because it's something that you need to protect yourself from the cold. And if somebody else doesn't have a jacket, they might try and take yours, but they have to get their own jacket. Everyone needs their own jacket. It's a jacket. 
Okay. I don't know. Accessories are cool too? Yeah. Okay. I think it is, this is like, I don't know, like a set of bracelets. Um, depending, you wear the spiky one <laughs> when you need to, you know, with that person who like doesn't get the boundary and you just need to like pull out the spikes. And like stab them or what? <laughs> and like poke them in the eye. Um no, I mean, I think it's like a set of different bracelets. Some bracelets are smooth and like a little like more a rainbow gentle. bracelet. Remember when kids were obsessed with those? Yes. And also the ones that you would actually make. Yeah. Yeah, those. That's what I'm talking about the, with the little rubber bands. And Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. I have like a ton that have, I still have them of like friends who made some for me. They're like best friends. You guys made, ra- I thought that was more of like a recent thing because I remember it was like a huge thing when I was working at an elementary school. I think you're talking about the like braided kind. I'm talking no. about the ones you make with rubber bands. Oh, rubber bands? No, I'm talking super about fun. the ones that are super simple to make and they have like the little letters to the little bead, the beads, yeah, bead bracelets. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. You're talking about the ones that had like a little loom thing. Oh, that's Emma. Yeah, that's yes. that's why I was like, I didn't make those. <laughs> you, but you know what? Now they're so spoiled because I think the before you you there was you would do them on your own, right? You just be creative and do them. But now they have like these like uh, templates, I guess, that you use to be able to like do them. So spoiled. you still have to make it though. I don't know. I never really did it. But Emma bought one of those, and I was like, that's cheating. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh, well, okay. they have to do that because it's with rubber bands. You can't braid rubber bands the same way you can with like string. Regardless. Right. Off topic here. We did it. We were almost through <laughs> the episode without going yeah. too far off. Are we okay, going to so do bracelets. a few questions, though, before a few more questions? Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with my answer. Do you want to talk more about your bracelets? No, I'm done. Let are us sh- pray. Are you sure? Amen. No, I'm done. I'm just saying, Set like, clearly I uh, I went with the spiky. You're like, and I was like, rainbow looms, but you interrupted me earlier, so it's just. So we're, we're are we even? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Let us pray. Let us pray. <laughs> I need a moment to pray. Um. Yeah, let's, let's look at what else. Because so we got a one. lot of questions, so I think we can do questions for... And then some of the questions we won't answer till later, but I think we should acknowledge what's what people are asking. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Here we okay. go. All right. Ow. <laughs> My neck just did something weird. <laughs> Bro, you good? I'm good. You All know right. that like, that like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever had it like where it just kind of twitches real Ooh, quick. Oh, that, like that just happened. Huh? It hurts. It, it feels like a little uh, cramp in your neck. <laughs> Oh, it hurt. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Everyone's okay. We'll just deal with it. Um, we also had a question about like unspoken social boundaries, right? So when people ask questions that feel inappropriate to you, like really personal questions, and there's they're like not really something you feel like you should answer. And you had a good point about that. Yeah, in terms of oh yeah, so I think. Um, it just depends like where your value system comes from and what is appropriate to you and why that is. Because I think culturally there are some, there are less boundaries around certain questions that are just very much not 
mm-hmm. in line with maybe someone else. And I'm thinking about like questions like how much do you make or, you know, um, I don't know what would be like another kind of question that could be a little triggering. And like, why aren't you married? Why aren't you married? How, you know, why don't you have kids? Like, I think, you know, speaking to my culture and like what I know, it is a very common thing for <laughs> older Latinas um, to ask that of their children, like, quiero nietos, or like, ¿cuándo vas a tener hijos? O no estás casada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even just with your own kids. like with Yeah, or own, just like, yeah. not with your own kids. I mean, go to a quinceañera and <laughs> just like, you'll get all sorts of questions. Like, ay, mija, like, ¿te cortaste el pelo? Oh, ¿esta es tu pareja? Es mujer. <laughs> It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's so awkward, right? Yeah. Like, and it just comes out. It's like, what do you do in that moment? Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's an answer of what you do in that moment. I mean, I think if this is a person you'll never see again in that moment, you can say, yeah, you can walk away. You can. There's so many things that you Change can do in that subject. moment. Change the subject. Make it clear that you're not comfortable with it by changing the subject, but not being, you know, like mean or rude about it. But mm-hmm. you don't like you said, it doesn't have to come from a place of being mad at that person but also coming from a place of that's kind of crossing a boundary of what you're comfortable speaking about so see sí, y como esta fulano or whatever right like how yeah. is so and so just change it up real quick instead of sitting with that or having to answer like you don't even have to answer mm-hmm. <laughs> you could just keep moving right mm-hmm. but i think there is that piece and i'm not saying it's right for like if in your culture it's okay to ask certain questions and in another one it isn't i think it's just acknowledging that that can happen based on you know cultural um like what's accepted culturally mm-hmm. and you know to be honest like i don't know i mean and i i think i'm a it just depends like I would I'm part of you know I'm Mexican and I if that happened to me I wouldn't be like oh it's cultural it's totally fine I would have reactions too as a Latina who doesn't want to be asked when I'm gonna have the second kid mm-hmm. it's like dude I'm s- okay I'm not even gonna go <laughs> clearly the question's been asked clearly. of me like yeah, yeah it's but just things like that yeah it's I mean just also like how there's so much there too about like how direct your you know, taught to be, mm-hmm. you know, just and being that. polite. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into that. I could imagine someone else, I don't know, who has no problems with being direct answering in the, I don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are certain questions that I get that I can say that I don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable at, uh, answering that, mm-hmm. which is really interesting then to see their response because then they're they're in the hot seat now because they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I said something dumb. Yeah, I did. I crossed a boundary. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, oh, OK. That's OK, though. It's OK for them to sit for other people to sit in their discomfort. Yeah. You know, yep. but um. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if we really answered it super well, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, that kind of links to another question that we got, you know, and, and I had an interesting conversation with my friend about this last night about like, you know, when you're somebody who is more of like an empath or caregiver to, you know, somebody who, you know, works with humans mm-hmm. in a really intimate way, you know, like you can often maybe take on the other person's feelings in that moment. Um, And, you know, how do you, like, continue to 
set those boundaries in that moment. And that's something that like I'm learning constantly, you know, as a, as a therapist, right. You know, with certain stuff, like I've been, you know, talking with a, a friend of mine of like how you set your fee and stuff and like, Oh yeah. You know, like certain boundaries as a therapist, like if you have a client who like messages you all the time and, you know, and, and, you know, actually this is something I forgot to bring up earlier that, um, there's a difference too between boundaries and limits is how I like to see it. Right. So limits, limits are sort of things that are a little bit more changing. They might change day to day, like on how, based on how I'm feeling or with different people or just like I might I might extend my limits uh, or, you know, allow my limits to be more flexible depending on certain situations. Right. Like if I have a limit that, you know, um, I like don't allow my clients to like call me after a certain time, but I have a client who's in crisis like I might, you know, allow that limit to be more flexible in that moment um versus like boundaries are like hard hard limits right yeah yeah I think in those situations I mean going back to I mean I think with the profession we have we have those things can change and it just depends on what's going on right because like you said it's like is it the the client who just wants to reschedule and happens to you know depending on how your function like texts you at like 11 o'clock at night or mm-hmm. calls you or whatever depending I think right now you know just depending on how people what com- what contacts you have uh what what information you give to be contacted at but is it that or is it like yeah the same client is reaching out at that point because they're in crisis and you need to refer them somewhere that's the only line they have for for Mm. whatever reason that's the only thing they have and you're not gonna be like sorry like Mm -hmm. you know i mean obviously you would address it after the fact to make sure they're resourced and that they are they if they ever find themselves in that situation again that they really do know what to do Mm -hmm. that would honor a boundary but also like help, you know, meet their needs and what they're looking for. So it's like a balance of being empathetic and compassionate towards that and also set a boundary that's important in terms of, you know, um, our our role as a private practice therapist, especially. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we um, personally as a private, like I'm, I'm still learning those kind of like guidelines. Like what are they for me? They might be different for what you are going to do as a private practice clinician and what your boundaries are and what you're comfortable with. Also, we work with maybe different clients that have different needs. DB, you know, if you're doing DBT, I would imagine there's a little bit more flexibility in the way the model works and how you get support versus, I think there's, it just depends, but whatever it is, it should be something that you can communicate to clients mm-hmm. beforehand if possible. Mm-hmm. And then you have the exceptions that you kind of have to roll with. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's good for, um, I don't think it's good for for our relationship with clients if if we uh, don't have some flexibility with it, mm-hmm. given depending on what the need is and what's what we're how we're adjusting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh Iris, I don't know why she likes sitting up here. She thinks she's a Chihuahua. Yeah, are you are you a Chihuahua? She's Would you like so to say sweet. hi? She's like right up on the microphone. Her eyes. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's a good question and probably one of the reasons why. So I have a friend who's struggling with, um, following with kind of understanding her role and she's, you know, like what, how she, uh, communicates with someone because she really, really wants to understand that person really, really, come on Ringo, 
uh, really wants to understand that person and really wants to be compassionate and empathetic for their limitations. But also there's a, it comes, it's coming to a, as a price. Uh, there's a price tag in terms of her emotional needs and labor. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good question. Sorry, I'm just over here being Cinderella with all the animals. All the dogs. Me, there's going to be like a bird flying. <laughs> that's so cute. Um, but I don't know. I mean, should we should we hold off on the other questions for parts two and three of this segment? <laughs> yeah, well, I think, yeah, there's it's I mean, we could go on forever about this, but I think this is like quite enough for people to digest. And then, you know, we can address the questions in the, the next episodes because we got a lot of questions. But I think they'll also maybe get inter- interested answered get interested get interested get interested oh sorry i was still going (laughs) i was like we're done (laughs) i thought we were going with that some weird music and lyrics voguing oh yeah oh yeah um so yeah i think kind of to look ahead we're going to talk more about how to set boundaries Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about what happens after we set boundaries and, you know, follow our little formula that, you know, for those of us that need one to start with, um, <laughs> Ringo, he's trying to get Iris down. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. This is, she's like enough. En- oh my gosh. I'm going to put you in your place. Let me smell your wiener. That's funny. Give me that wiener. Okay. This is like our cue to wrap up, but, uh, also, speaking to what happens after that so you set you you've set the right boundary you followed up with the boundary and still not the outcome you were you know hoping what happens next so i think that could be like another uh part of the discussion Mm -hmm. what do you think what else are we gonna so how to set boundaries and what happens after that set and still not getting what we need or yes yes from our people like how do you know if maybe it's time to let go? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you know it's time to let go? What does that look like? Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, that's exciting. No, it's a tough one. It's a, tough one. it's a good one to talk about. Yes. Agreed. So, all right. Well, I think that's it. Unless you have anything else? No. We can wrap that's up. That's good. We can that wrap good. it up. Okay. So we'll wrap it up. Um, follow us on Instagram. Um, Go ahead and share the pod with at least one person. That'd be kind of cool. Um, if you love us, you'll do it. If you don't, we're going to have to set a boundary and block you on Instagram. Um, that's deep, huh? Yeah. Okay, no. I won't do that. My my <laughs> caregiver just came out. No, no, like, no, no. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine if you don't want to do it. I won't be mad. Anyways. All right. Thank you all. So that's all we got go to therapy i'm gonna i'm gonna take us out because (laughs) lena is literally dozing off so take care y'all and uh practice them boundaries bye peace thanks for joining us for this conversation if you like what you heard Follow us on Instagram at I Feel You Pod. That's the letter U. Or you can email us at hello at I Feel You Pod.com. Again, that's the letter U.
The music on I Feel You is from Thanks. You can find them on SoundCloud at THNX or Instagram at THNX Music. See you next time. Bye. Bye.